In the village of Sauharad, Norway, there's a small church. There are a number of frescoes and murals inside. They were painted hundreds of years ago, and by the early 20th century, one of the murals was badly disintegrated. And in 1940, the Norwegian government hired a well-respected conservator, Gerhard Gotash, and his son, Per, to restore this specific mural. This is Gemma Tarlek. She's the senior editor at Atlas Obscura. So Gerhard and his son, Per, headed off to the church. And Gerhard got to work. And all accounts were that he was a completely normal person. That there were, there were no signs that he was under any kind of stress or any weirdness. The, the one thing was he didn't like other people present when he was working. So he would, like, kick uh-huh. out everyone else, lock the door, and get to work. And hmm. he began restoring this fresco. But what he did was truly shocking. I'm Johanna Mayer, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, I talk with Gemma about why Gerhard Gotash did what he did, and why his work would become known as the Demon Wall. After this. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites— along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I love the book, The Power Broker, the epic biography of former New York City planner Robert Moses. So I'm breaking it down 100 pages at a time and talking to special guests about why this book matters, like Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I actually think if it wasn't for Robert Moses, I probably wouldn't have run for Congress. Listen to 99% Invisible's breakdown of The Power Broker every month on the 99% Invisible podcast feed. If you make your way to Sauharad, Norway, and you're inside this church, you'll see the wall that Gerhard Gotash was hired to restore. From a distance, it just looks kind of like a big gray cloud. But if you climb up on a ladder and shine a flashlight, you will see tiny, tiny figures upon figures, demons coming out of demons' mouths, hiding in other demons' beards. It is... Shocking. And there are these, like, 
giant centipedes, but when you actually see the the scale, they're like not much bigger than a, a match head,、uh-huh. but they're rendered in such detail, and so there are these just absolutely extraordinary drawings all over this wall at a super fine scale, and they are all of things like disturbingly demonic creatures. Devil faces, you know, with the pointed tongue and the horns, and monsters, and you know, mouths with legs and things with fangs, and there's no white space. However detailed and intricate and crazy you might be imagining it, boost it, double that, triple that, because it is truly extraordinary the level of detail that he decided to put into this. Very strange work. So Gerhard Gotas was brought in to restore this mural that was already there, but a research paper that came out in 2021 that was written by two conservators found that that is not what Gerhard actually did, right? Well, the mural itself was was pretty degraded before he、mm. began working on it, and whatever was left. Of the original 17th century mural,、mm-hmm. he destroyed. He claimed in his notes that he was following incisions that he could see in the plaster, which the conservators told me is just not possible. Like that—that's not how it works. Whatever he saw, he completely destroyed the original mural because he was drawing over it. It's like he invented this completely imagined. Bizarre scene that it's really we kind of laugh at it now, but it's really quite hellish.、Yeah. In that it is again demon upon demon upon demon, no kind of anchor in reality. So after Gerhard Gotas finished this quote restoration, did anyone think that this was maybe a little bit strange? I mean, how did conservators eventually realize that the demon wall was just a product of his own imagination? A year or two after he finished, one of the lead art history folks in Norway said, "Oh, what a great job you did! Well done!" And then it really gets kind of brushed under the rug.、Um, unfortunately, a lot of the people who were present when all of this happened, they're no longer with us, and. There was the sense that you know the Norwegian government had commissioned it and paid for it, and let's just all quietly forget about it. There is something really odd about it. Let's just sweep it under the rug. And、um, of course, in you know in the era of social media and TikTok and whatnot, the newer generations of conservators coming online thought, "Hey, what about that?" Crazy, <laughs> crazy thing up in the the little church in Saharad, and people started to get more and more interested in it. And the two conservators, though, who did the recent work, Susanna Kahn and Elizabeth Anderson, they benefited early in their careers from talking to some of the people who were around、mm-hmm. right in the aftermath of this this piece of work. And that's why they said we wanted to get out as much of the story. As we had access to, and that included our remembered conversations with colleagues who have passed.
So why did Gerhard Gotas do this? That is the question. That <laughs> the million is, dollar question. <laughs> <laughs> that is why I want to build my time machine and go back and just say, what were you thinking? And, you know, it's it's really interesting because I showed the photos to a psychologist from Boston huh. College, Ellen Winner, who has done a lot of work in terms of how people with uh, various conditions express themselves artistically. Uh-huh. And she looked at the images and she said they reminded her very much of art that is made by people with schizophrenia. Huh. There is a specific uh, visual component that manifests itself uh, where it's it's called a uh, fear of empty space and mm. that a lot of times people with this condition will draw again that super detailed filling every possible white space yeah wedging things in yeah yeah um however there's you know there's no evidence that gerhard had any symptoms of any uh mental condition he was well regarded it was one of many projects he had going on during that period the projects he did before after and yeah. during this uh, 1940 to 1942 assignment on, you know, this tiny church, it was all flawless and well-regarded. So it's this mystery. You know, some people have said, well, his son, Pear, was working with him. I was just going to ask about (laughs) Pear. I'm suspicious of young Pear. Yes. Well, you know, Pear was in his 20s at the time. And it's not unusual for uh, schizophrenia and other mental conditions to really manifest themselves in that age. And so a lot of people looked at Pear, poor Pear. He was just kind of under the spotlight, like, okay, was it you? But interestingly, he did work on a small portion of the wall, and it's the portion with the fewest uh, of these demons. It's Hmm. very much like a different style. And the conservators who have been looking at this the past couple of years believe that his father was working on it and told him, okay, you know, help out. And Pear was kind of like, okay, um, you know, trying to follow what his his father saw that he didn't see. And, Uh you know, Pear went on to have a a successful and very uneventful career as a (laughs) conservator himself. So... There's no sign that either of them were experiencing any kind of mental illness or going through, you know, any kind of emotional crisis. I think it does bear thinking about when this happened. This was 1940 to 1942. So it's World War II. Norway experienced a tremendous amount of hardship and destruction during this period, you know, sometimes I wonder, was it hell on earth to him, what his country was going through in World War II, and was he just putting that on the wall? What's going on with the demon wall today? Can you still just go to the church and visit it? Yeah, for better or worse, because it was done in 1940, it's actually protected by Norway's very strict cultural heritage laws. Hmm. And that means you can't just paint over it. I suspect that 
the folks in Sauhirad are a little bit tired of people coming to look at the demon wall and tempted <laughs> to just paint it over, but they can't because it's protected by the cultural heritage laws. It's really unfortunate that whatever Gerhard Gotash was thinking, it destroyed the original mural below it, but it's, it's now part of the church and part of the church's story. That was Atlas Obscura's senior editor, Gemma Tarlek, talking about the demon wall in Sauherad, Norway. You can read her full article about the site on atlasobscura.com. There's a link in our show notes. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Stitcher Studios. The production team includes Dylan Therese, Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Odalaire, Gabby Gladney, Our technical director is Casey Holford. This episode was sound designed by Manolo Morales and mixed by Luce Fleming. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. I'm Johanna Mayer, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I'll see you next time.